So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 175 for December 2nd, 2018. My name is Nathan Reet Spruth, and joining me today, we have Andrew Rowe McVane. I am joining you today. Yeah, you were at Walgreens. How was, how was Walgreens? Was. And... Uh, it was fine. On my way to Walgreens, I discovered that, um, so I, I recently got an Ecobee, a smart thermostat. Oh, okay. And and when you do that, uh, if you have an old uh, HVAC system like I do, it doesn't actually give enough power to power the smart thermostat. So you have to use this uh, power extender kit, which involves rewiring uh, your your furnace. Oh, okay. And, so that's fine. Uh, so I did that. It turns out. I uh, I, I fucked something up. No, no, I couldn't see that <clears throat> happening. So uh, we noticed ever since I installed the thermostat that the heat was not as hot as it used to be. And in the app, it says that stage one heat is active. So I was thinking, oh, it must be that there are multiple stages of heat and it, it's just capable of, of doing that. Uh, but today, when uh, when we woke up, um it was 72 which that was that was just so like the thermostat set at 76 but it, it was 72 in the house and that was just because it it thought we were gone because we were not awake whenever i said that we should be awake oh okay um so that was fine except i thought of all times when it's four full degrees lower than what it should be that should be the time that the heat kicks into stage two, and it didn't. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's, that's kind of weird. So um, I, I, I thought I'll, I'll look into that later, see what the heck's going on. So as I'm walking out to my car, I hear the air conditioner turn on. Oh. It turns oh, out, you want in winter. Turns out, somehow... I managed to wire the thir- the the furnace in such a way that every time the heat kicks on, the air conditioner also kicks on. <laughs> so you're you're not only did you wire it wrong, but you're also also wasting an incredible amount of money. True yes. neutral. <laughs> so, so that's that's I'm fun. Going to have to fix that after the podcast. <laughs> you should you should do that. Uh, I'm going to move on now and talk to Connor. Because we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh here as well. Yeah, I decided to show up. What about it? Yeah, so very, very happy about that. And returning, <laughs> and most important out of all of the guests this week, we have Earl Grey the Third, the the Great Third. I bought a melodica. I, I was going to say he comes with his own theme music. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yes, so that's that's Earl Earl Gray the Third. He is now the least important person on the podcast. That has been well established, my friend. <laughs> yes. So before we go on to what games we played and where we can find you and all that, what I want to do is 
uh, I've said that if if we get comments on the iTunes, that I will read the comments. And we actually got a comment, and I don't know who it is from. Like, I actually don't. So if it's any of you guys, please tell me, because I have no idea. It's, it's by a person named Mr. Brownstone. It was given on November 15th, 2018. And the comment is, overall, a pretty good podcast. It's done by a couple of guys who are... But, uh, are, by all intents and purposes, video game and tech geeks. That's an apt description, yes. The episodes I've listened to are well thought out <laughs> and have a good direction. It's not overproduced like some podcasts. I will keep listening. So, hey, we got, we got new people commenting, and if you are listening and you are a new person or you're an old person, go ahead, give us a comment, and we will read it on air as long as it's not too lewd. So, uh, Mr. Brownstone... Is that you? Is it a Guns N' Roses song? Is it? Is it? <laughs> and and uh, apparently dancing with Mr. Brownstone means that you're shooting up heroin. Oh. Oh, nice. Nice. Aren't so Brownstones also just a type of, like, row house? I, like in New York? What fuck is a row house? Uh, I would imagine it's, like, just those houses that are super close together and really tall. Wait, do neither of you know what a row house actually is? No. No. Really? I did not. Okay, apparently it's an East Coast term. It's, you know, like there's a block and all the, it's like the whole block is just houses touching one another. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, those are row houses. Oh. What? Okay. Well, it's because space... one another? Yeah, because space is so, so expensive in New York and San Francisco and all that. So they make houses that are just, they have like no yards. They're basically apartments. They get mini yards or micro yards. Yeah, tiny yeah. yards, like two to five square feet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what he's talking. You've never seen that? No. Oh. Imagine like imagine I'm from the Midwest guys. Imagine townhomes, but like designed so they fit into a city block. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It would kind of suck to live in one, but eh, whatever. So let's let's tra- start out with Earl first off. Where can we find you? And then what games have you played this week? I can be found at uh, E-A-R-L-G-R-A-Y-T-H-I-R-D, Earl Grey Third on Twitter. And uh, that's about it at the moment. Cool. And I can also be found on the Reaton podcast occasionally. Once uh, every six I, months. That's... Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a biannual edition. Yes. And uh, I have recently been playing uh, the Wonder Boy remake for the Switch. Is but what I've been playing the most of the last week. So that's oh. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I've, heard, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's really impressive because it's uh, based off of uh, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap for the Master System. And it's a side-scrolling platformer slash early Metroidvania-like. And what's really nice about it is the modern animation is like beautifully animated cell animation. Like it's very fluid, very nice looking. But you can press a button and put it back to like old school 8-bit animation. And they really went the extra mile with that. And you can also make it so it's either modern music or old uh, master system music. But what's really nice is you can press a second button and change it from not only the old master system PSG music, but to the master systems FM sound unit music, which was an optional unit only released in Japan. So that's kind of cool. Wasn't it released in, in Europe as well? Not the FM unit. No. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought that, the that Europe also had the ability to use FM sound on the FM sound chip for the master system. 
Unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure not. Because in Japan, for the Sega Mark III, there was at first an external edition that you put on top of the console that provided FM sound. And then in Japan, their console that looks like our Master System has that FM sound built in. I see. But elsewhere, I believe it's just PSG. Okay. and Because that was like, that's the big thing that makes the Master System so shitty compared to like genesis well lack of fm well and the lack of you know having 16-bit graphics and everything look i'm i'm (laughs) be honest i'd have been fine if it just had the ym whatever ym 32 something like that anyway aroa where can we yamaha chip was where can we find you and what games have we have you played this week i'm on the twitter at aroa YouTube, row 1337, Twitch, row 1337. Hold on. There, there, do you appreciate that, Nathan? Appreciate what? I muted myself instead of belching into the microphone. Oh, oh well, my goodness, you. he did it. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is growth. This is good. Yeah, it's growth. Anyway. It's, he's, he's evolving as a human being. Give it, uh, give it another 175 episodes, and we'll finally be able to do something you put on your resume, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, I've been playing a lot of WoW still. Yeah. It's you know that's fast for you, down. right? I Yeah. Yeah. Any have you played anything I, else? Uh the the Yeah. So so um Fateco still has events going on. Uh you uh you still have I think three more days of the Christmas event left um and that that's this one's brand new i mean it's last year's in japan because that's how everything works in fate go but if you want uh gene uh, well joan of arc baby version if you want her and now now's the only time you're gonna get her till next oh. year oh does she get burnt at a book of matches uh <sighs> well she's trying to be santa claus Oh, of course. She wants to be Santa Claus. So a, adult version wanted to be Santa Claus. Well, actually, she wanted to ruin Christmas. Uh, but then uh, the, the kid version of uh, uh, Gilgamesh uh, gave her a potion that was supposed to do something, but it turned her into a kid. And then the kid version was like, I want to be Santa. And so then she went to... Uh, the evil saber uh who is uh who's the uh who king arthur king arthur uh, yes Excalibur. Yeah, she's she's the evil version of king arthur okay uh so 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 the child <laughs> please don't call child version of joan of arc goes to the evil version of king arthur who is already santa and says i want to be santa and so then she has to go on a quest to prove that she can be Santa. And in the process, she has to fight Leonidas and Jack the Ripper, who is a 12-year-old girl. And, um, yeah. That's actually uh, that's actually historically correct. Yep. yep. Leonidas is a 12-year-old girl? No, no. Jack Le- the Leonidas Ripper. is a normal guy. Jack, Jack the Ripper is the 12-year-old girl yep. who wears a micro bikini. Oh. Yep, that's historically accurate. Fate is a very strange 
franchise uh, that likes to sexualize little girls for some reason. So it's Japan. Yeah. That's what it is. I was going to say, Japan tends to do that. Yeah. So They're, they're a little a little too egregious with so that. So, Con- Connor, oh. what games have you played? Anything other than Japanese <laughs> hentai featuring little girls. You're welcome, Nathan. Thank you. You can find me at Twitter, cyberpunk underscore monk. You can, any, anywhere you look for me. I'm going to be cyberpunk underscore monk. Right. He, he's got that on lock. That's what he I've has. I've got it on fleek. That's not how you would use that fake word. 100%. I just I think. I think. I don't know how to use the word. Hold on. I, I'll type something, but I'll put the B instead of anything else. That's what I, the kids do, right? Yes. So I, Nathan Reeton, Ruth, you can find me at Reeton everywhere. I'm at Reeton on Twitter. I'm at Reeton on uh, Mixer. I'm at Reeton on YouTube. You can find me there. You can find my website, ReetonEntertainment.com. If this is your first time randomly stumbling upon the podcast, you can find the podcast at Reeton Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, um, pretty much everywhere you can find the Reeton Entertainment Podcast. And uh, the games I played this week, I played some Overwatch with Connor, I think. We played Overwatch. Yeah, that this week. Yep. Uh, we play, or I played some Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which is still okay. I still hate the catching mechanics, but other than that, it's all it's all right. I just I don't know. How far have you gotten in it? Um I am in Ver not Viridian Forest. Uh the uh the the creepy town, the tower that you have to climb. Lavender. Up. Lavender Town. I'm in Lavender Town. All right. so, so I beat that game over the week and yeah. I'm really disappointed with the end game to be honest. I don't think this was worth sixty bucks. It wasn't. I, I can guarantee you it wasn't. I've also played, um, I, I decided to dust off my my VR headset, and I played Beat Saber. Ooh, are you and, enjoying that? Uh, I am. I'm not very good, but I do like it. Who else was what, saying that they were playing Beat Saber? Was that you, or Weren't you uh, playing that? I've played it before, yeah. Uh, I, could, I could do hard. Is, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I can yeah. do some songs on Expert. Do you have um Yeah, I got you the have the Yeah. You got the mods? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just got the I, one to download songs. I don't know if there's any other ones. That's that's really the only important one. Right. So I got the the one to download songs. I did that on stream. I was like, "Screw it. I'm done." Cuz there's only like 15 songs or something and they're not yeah, there's, that good. there's not a lot and most yeah, most of them are really mediocre. So I was like, like really generic EDM. Yeah, so I was like, "Fine." And I downloaded it and it it's great. It immediately locks in and you're just able to download songs. Yeah. It's, it, it seriously, I don't know how the modders did it so quickly and so well. They did. They're amazing. Maybe, maybe it's just that the, the game itself is really well made, but yeah. Yeah. It it all feels like it was part of the game to begin with. Right. And I was, I apologize. I was going to play. I was about to say, how did you have a lot of fun playing Star Trek bridge crew with me last night? You fucking asshole. I was going to, so I, I I had to work on I had to work last night on Saturday at six thirty a.m. And so I went to work, and then after work I went to uh, hang out with my friend Durga. We had lunch. He went to the store, bought some boots. I got home at like four thirty, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a short nap. And then I woke up at eight thirty, and so. 
I got like four hour nap. And then afterwards I was like, oh yeah. And I like tried messaging you, but it was like, I guess you had just went to bed or you were just going to bed. I hadn't gone to bed. I was still playing WoW. Yeah. I I seriously, at first I was going to be like, no, it's cool. I just played WoW. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I thought, no, I'm going to make him think I'm mad at him. (laughs) I I didn't. I knew you weren't. (laughs) I knew you weren't. And. And so I was I was going to play that, but instead, I went and watched a, a stream. Uh, there's a friend of mine does a stream, and he doesn't. It was funny because he doesn't have a donation button, and one of his followers was like, "Why don't you have a donation button?" And he's like, ah, "I just don't. I don't feel the need for." Even one I right have now. a coffee button now because somebody asked me that. I just use a PayPal.me, whatever, and I was like, "Well, you know what you could do is you could donate to me, and then I'll make sure it gets to him." As a joke, obviously as a joke. And she donated $25 to me. <laughs> so I was like, sweet. And so I bought the Creed game, which is $30, on, it's a VR game on Steam. And I went through two boxing matches, and I'm out of shape. That's what I figured out. <laughs> So it actually it's actually a pretty good game if you're if you're interested in VR and stuff. Hello? Anybody there? I'm no. still here. We all left. <laughs> okay. I was just like apparently nobody is interested in VR. All right. So I actually just got payday two to work for me in VR. A lot oh. of fun. Really nauseating. Yeah, so that's it's really weird with Creed. When you, you the way that you walk forward is you press on the the touch pads and then swing your arms back and forth, mm. and to walk backwards you start with your arms behind you and do the same thing. That's weird. And yeah, I mean it works fine actually. I don't I don't mind I, it. I like that that control method in uh, in H three. Yeah, and then but when at least for me it's it's not nauseating because it's so quick. But it take like it throws your senses off a little bit when you're moving forward like that, and like I, your body's I just not moving. Expect there to be that much movement, like other than of your own body. In well, you a move. Game like you, that. Move, you move back and forth in boxing, so like you gotta move around the ring and stuff. So it's a uh, it's pretty fun. There's another thing that they do that's interesting is when you get knocked down. It's kind of like your your soul escapes your body and gets thrown behind you. And so in order to stand back up, you have to move your arms back and forth like you're running to your body to get get back in and then stand up. Which I know it sounds weird, but it actually works really well. All so right. um yeah, it's actually it's actually a pretty good game. It has really good reviews and it is $30, but I think that if you buy it on Amazon, you can get it for $18 for the PlayStation. Or so. you could just swindle some poor, nice woman from the internet and only pay $5 for it. I didn't swindle her. I was like, no, wait, no, don't. And she's like, nah, I'm, don't worry. Like, doing IT work is hard. Take your money. And I was like, oh, 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 thank you. Like, so I got my first real donation, and it wasn't even from my stream. <laughs> the people that just hand out money willy-nilly on the internet are fucking weird. Yeah, I mean... I get it. Like, if 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 you're enjoying someone, and they're and and you want them to, you want to show that you appreciate their work, giving them five or ten dollars makes sense. So yeah, twenty five 
seems crazy to me. Yeah, that's enough to buy a thing. I know. I know. Like, have you ever, you probably haven't, but have you ever watched a Markiplier stream? Uh, no, but I, I have watched like, uh, TJ Kirk, the amazing atheist and just seeing like, like this person donated this much and this person donated this much. Yeah, th- this person donated $400. And wow. it's like, how do you have $400 to just throw at someone? How do you have that? And like AGDQ is one thing because yeah. a lot of times those are people who have like pooled money or whatever. Right. It's also but, for like a good cause. That yeah. too. Well, it's... I mean, Mark Markiplier does charity streams a lot. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, but even then, like, how do you just how do you just have this money that you just you just go here we go have for like I could save all year long and I might have four hundred dollars at the end of that that I could just throw away. But I, I also have I mean, a lot of financial things that I could use that money for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like HVAC I mean, repair. It's <laughs> I I don't begrudge any of them like that's they're making money and then the people that the people that are giving them money want to give them money so there's there's no yeah. reason there's no reason to begrudge them or, or think that they're weird because no, no it's definitely a better use than like yeah. the whales in mobile games yeah or or uh you know giving give big corporations Heroin. money like i'm gonna donate to youtube no Wait, yeah. people do that? No, nobody does that. I was gonna say, but anyway, let's. Well, let's... I kind of do with super chats. What are super chats? I don't even know. Is that On like YouTube? super cuts? Um, I, I have no idea. So YouTube, YouTube. Whenever you stream on there, instead of donating, uh, like bits or whatever, uh, you can just donate money directly to somebody, and oh. they've kind of integrated the thing. Because if you watch like any twitch stream pretty much people always have like stream labs or stream elements or something where whenever somebody donates over a certain threshold they get a message read out loud by a text speech bot or the, <laughs> yeah. the streamer will go uh, hey thanks for donating uh hey i like your your face you're pretty cute can i can i suck your dick hey yeah yeah sure <laughs> okay <laughs> you know um so they've they've integrated that into the youtube streaming platform so you can just donate money, and you can donate it as a super chat. So YouTube takes a cut of whatever you gave the streamer, and then the streamer gets a big message pop up in the chat, and like everybody sees that. Huh. It's honestly a really cool feature. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that YouTube is a shit streaming platform, I would totally uh, <laughs> it be really all over is. that. It really is bad. Um, yeah. Mixer, Mixer and Twitch are where it's at, to be honest. Those are the, oh, yeah. the two best. Two best. Uh, I'd like I, to do Twitch. If I didn't have somewhere. regulars on Twitch, I'd I'd probably switch to Mixer. But you should do Mixer and be friends with me, Earl. Oh, maybe I'll do both. You could do both. That is that That's is what possible. I be doing. So let, let's stream Dreamcast games. Do it. You might get a huge audience or no one at all. It's welcome to Streamcast. That's what it's called. <laughs> so. Let's move on to some stories. And I, I, I read a story, and this doesn't really have to do with, with technology or anything, but it kind of has to do with uh, what we've talked about in the past about like net neutrality and the needs for regulations and the need for government agency to have oversight because otherwise bad things happen. So I was reading through Ars Technica, 
And there, I came across a story that's called, uh, there's a book called Poison Squad by De- Deborah Bloom, where you can get, you can get it for $15 on, uh, $15 on Amazon. So I really found it interesting. I actually bought the book. I haven't started reading it yet, but I do have the book. And it talks about the early days, or I'm sorry, the like 18, like the late 1800s, early 1900s. And how there was pretty much no regulation over food, um, so so companies would do whatever they wanted to screw over the customers. The, does that sound similar to to certain things that are going on? Times yes. really don't change, do yeah. they? So it says here in this article uh, from Ars Technica, it says the lack of regulation meant that companies could pretty much do whatever they wanted and put whatever they wanted into food without fear of being held accountable. Uh, it says food wasn't safely tested because there was no there were no rules requiring that it wasn't labeled because there were no no rules requiring that anyone tell you what was actually in the food and it wasn't illegal even if you killed somebody um and the next paragraph is the one that was really interesting to me it says companies were adding copper to vegetables to make them look greener they were adding 20 mule team borax to butter as a preservative. Um, and that was if the butter did not was not just beef tallow or ground up cow stomach dyed to look like butter. Mm. Spices contain things like ground coconut shells, charred rope, brick dust, <laughs> uh, f- and floor sweepings. Honey was often little more than dyed corn syrup. The phrase, a muddy cup of coffee, might date back to this era when ground-up coffee contained sawdust, tree bark, or charred bone. Hey, what is this, Taco Bell? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and then this is the one that really creeped me out. Dairy supplements were, were among the worst offenders, adding pureed calf brains to milk to make it look like rich cream. <laughs> thinning the milk with water and gelatin, then adding dyes, chalk, or plaster to correct the color. And the worst one of all, of course, is that they use formaldehyde as uh, to slow the decomposition of cor- or I'm sorry, to milk as a preservative. So they would use formaldehyde as a preservative, which I don't forget think, about Coca-Cola, which I think causes cancer. Uh, they actually did. They actually do talk about Coke in the end of this. Um, they talk about, uh, there was a case against Coca-Cola. The popular beverage originally contained a fair amount of cocaine, uh, which I honestly, which is just the right amount. Yes. Yeah. A fair amount is just the right amount. I hate uh, it when my beverages contain an unfair amount of cocaine. <laughs> if it's too wrong, if it's not enough or too much, you know, immediately, but if it's just right, it's just right. Yeah, exactly. It's the a state- fair amount. The state of Georgia insisted that they remove the drug in 1902, and Coca-Cola replaced it with a massive amount of caffeine. Uh, the case went all the way to, th- to the Supreme Court, uh, which is why Coca-Cola was forced to cut the amount of caffeine by half and pay court costs. But you don't understand. Coke doesn't taste the same if you don't put caffeine in it. I uh I don't know. Have you put cocaine in ca- or have you no, put cocaine no. in Coke before? No, no. I'm, I'm, uh, that's actually an argument that Coke has made before. Wait, what? Um, uh, with caffeine. Oh, 
um, because at one point, uh, somebody, I, I don't remember all the context of it, but basically it was that somebody brought, brought something to Coke and was like, uh, so why do you even have caffeine in here? Because all it, all it really seems to do is just make people addicted to your, to your, to your drink. And they yeah. went, because it's flavor, you'd, you'd know. And, but... uh, but you wouldn't the thing know. Is it probably doesn't affect flavor in any way. It's well, just an addictive substance. Yeah, because caffeine is, I would imagine, I, I, I mean, I've never taken caffeine pills or anything, but it's, it's flavor. It's flavorless. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, as far as I'm aware, like that, that to me, maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist, uh, but that's probably why nobody makes caffeine free regular soda. Yeah, it's always like every, diet. Yeah, it's always the diet version that's also caffeine free because I don't want you to get in your head that wait a minute, wait a minute, why am I drinking the caffeinated version? Yeah, I, I also kind of wonder if that's why decaf coffee tastes like shit. I don't so, know though. So decaf, I, don't, I don't know how that works. Decaf coffee actually has caffeine in it. It's just a. It's like. 20 percent it's like 20 percent or something like that like it's it's really really minimal but there is yeah there there is a little bit of caffeine in it if if caffeine is if a drink is chemically decaffeinated there's always trace amounts of caffeine left right like um, a noticeably not trace isn't even the right word a noticeable amount if you physically decaffeinate a drink like if you brew a cup of tea and then toss out that tea and then use the same leaves to make another cup of tea uh, most of the caffeine comes out in the first part of the seeping process. So then there's still trace amounts left, but not as much. Right. Huh. And the funny part with that is that it tastes almost the same. Yep. 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 So That's I've true. I've done that multiple times. So the, what this, reading through this, I was like, wow, this is exactly what's happening with like net neutrality and where people on the, uh, you know, the libertarians will come out and say, you know, we need less regulations and the free market will decide and all that jazz. But that, that's, this is what happens whenever you have let the free market decide you get butter made out of brains caf- or whatever. Um, uh, uh, milk with, uh, milk made out uh, of brains. Yeah. Uh, coffee beans made out of wax and dirt. Yeah. Like dust. <laughs> that like, legitimately cracks me up look i've been replacing my milk with lead paint for like the past two weeks and i feel wonderful so don't tell me this stuff is i'm so, sorry so i lost here's, my train of thought about what we were talking about here's here's my here's my question though does it make the milk sweet the the, the lead yeah lead is actually sweet that's why kids would uh eat paint chips because it's lead actually makes it taste sweet. That my my wall my my walls are so delicious. <laughs> yes. We're gonna get that's out. Nice. I thought I mean, that's just I mean, how colors tasted. <laughs> yes, that's purple tastes amazing. Does the lead poisoning lead to synesthesia, or is the synesthesia kind of a prerequisite to really getting the full experience? Well, I think that vocabulary was... test. I don't know, but let's hook up a game of res and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna taste all of the colors. Uh, oh, I by the way, know how to pronounce that? By the way, uh, Earl, you went to Japan not too long ago. Yes. Did you happen to pick up the Res uh, vibrator controller? <laughs> no, I did. No, I did not. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it didn't dawn on me to try and do that this time. All right. You well, should I've... try that every time. Now I've Find I've come one. across them a couple times. 
I've, I, they've, they've crossed my path at least thrice. I think that I know what I'm getting you in Japan, so... Oh, uh, well then. Watch out for that in the mail. Sign me up. <laughs> if, uh, if you find one for less than, like, I don't know, 30? 20 30? I was okay. say, they're not terribly expensive. If you find one for less than 30, I, I literally will will pay you to ship it to me. Okay. Okay. Because I can get that across the border, no problem. Just, I would imagine you could. You yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you could. It's like the, the limit's like twenty thousand dollars. So, so my uh, my boss. So I'm actually getting hired soon. Uh, and my boss had told me that the HR lady was like, "Hey, we're gonna make him an offer soon. Uh, so just make sure that if he does anything, that he doesn't do anything for the next couple weeks, because um." You know, we're going to have to drug test him again. And my boss told me this, and my reply immediately was, cocaine leaves your system after three days. It's true. So she's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. So tune in next week when Nathan will be looking for new employment. <laughs> <laughs> let's... And makes friends with several Miami cartels. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna talk, or we're gonna talk about PlayStation, the PlayStation Classic, our favorite uh, classic console here on Reeton Podcast. No, it's no, great. It's a, lie. it's a great console. Those great things plays great games. Please, please don't do accents. I don't please. know. I, I say do hey, that all hey, the time. That's that was fine. Fantastic. That's that's my culture that you're you're complaining about. Okay, so. They actually tore apart the the PlayStation Classic. And really? Did they find sadness inside? Pretty, <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. So one of the weird things about the PlayStation Classic, before we get into the hardware, is that some of the games are NTSC, like you would expect, <laughs> and some of the games are PAL. Woohoo! Did anybody which, explain why that is? I don't think so. Uh, probably <laughs> it, it costs like 12 cents less. For the licensing, and they're like, okay. Well, they're saving money on those 10 hertz less. Mm -hmm. It's only 50 hertz instead of 60 hertz, and yeah. that's money, my friend. But then Maybe. you'll notice... You'll oh notice my god, what if it's what if it's that the hardware couldn't handle running it at full speed? That's what I was thinking. So, so oh here's the gosh. deal. Here's the deal. It has a quad-core ARM Cortex-A35 A running at 1.5 gigahertz along with an integrated PowerVR GE8300 GPU, which I don't know what that is. So if uh, Roa wants to look that up while we talk. the it system sounds like a computer part. Yeah, the system is uh, it has a full gig of RAM and 16 gigs of storage. So, But here's the deal. The, the Raspberry Pi 3 has a, a quad-core processor. I think it has uh, a GPU on it as well. I don't know. And it has a gig well, of RAM. The, the difference is, I, I, I wonder if the one on the Raspberry Pi is a MediaTek processor. It's possible. Because they're not, they're not very good. Yeah. and But but the Raspberry Pi can't run, uh, can't run Sony PlayStation games very well on that. There are certain oh, games which will God. run at full, full speed, and there are certain games that will not run at full speed. What so the at? GPU, the GPU is over two years old. Okay, and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, my GPU, that. my GPU in my computer is over two years old. 
computer versus mobile very that's, different that's true. very different spaces yeah it's the same it's the same uh pro uh gpu is this even this might even be the same processor that's in the fire stick 4k okay which isn't great it's not okay exactly promising. no it's okay for playing video and stuff but that's not what we need we need it to run an emulator that on a quad core processor and um, and I don't I think win. that this is is powerful enough to do what they wanted to do. Maybe they were able to get these specific games running correctly, and they were hoping uh, that, that by limiting the hardware, maybe they were hoping that by limiting the hardware it would make hacking harder. Which I doubt hackers are really good, as we it, just discussed uh, with so, B Saber. Okay. Okay, so just to put this into perspective, um, the Fire Stick cannot output 4K 60. Okay. Um, Is it 4K 30? Yes. Okay. It can it can handle up to 2160p at 60 FPS. Right. And that's video. Okay. So I mean. And I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. This is, so that's pretty. So depressing. so and and here's about the the PAL versions of the games. It said most systems run at 60 hertz nowadays. No matter where you're at in the world, 60 hertz is kind of the standard. Uh, format accepted by HTD or HD TVs the world over. Back in the day, PAL tourist territories, as we were talking about, uh, used TVs that ran at 50 hertz. And the easiest way to port a game over to PAL systems was to simply run them more slowly. So most PAL games run at 83.3% of the full speed of the NTSC versions in terms of frame rate. And most of the time in terms of actual gameplay speed too. Side by side with the NTSC equivalents, PAL versions are generally slow in plotting and don't properly represent a US or Japanese developer's original vision. So what that's saying is that on the the PlayStation Classic, when you purchase it and you play one of the games that happens to be a PAL version, it's going to feel slower than when you played it originally on the PlayStation in the United States. Alternatively, if you take a game that was made in Europe or in a PAL region and you bring it over here, it will pay, play too quickly. Because it has to speed up for the the American console, so this is this is going to cause some issues. So who here is uh is keeping their pre order for the PlayStation Classic? Who here uh, has a pre order for a PlayStation Classic? No one, not a not a single person. Um, so this is the same the same chipset uh that powers the Acer Iconia One Ten. I have no idea what that is. It's uh it's an Acer tablet, uh Android tablet from okay. uh mid 2017. Okay. And uh it can barely run Asphalt 8 at full speed. I is that a PlayStation game? It's a it's an Android game. Oh okay. Okay. So it it, it can't quite handle mobile games. <laughs> So it, they they probably went with like the, also it it um I, I wanted to mention on MediaTek's own website it actually 
says that it's not even capable of displaying at above 1920 by 1200. Nice. So whatever whatever they're doing in the uh, in the the Fire Stick is probably like some kind of crazy shit that they worked out with MediaTek. Yeah. Uh, it also can't record video above uh, 1280 by 720 at 30 fps by default. Oh, okay. So That's... this 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 processor is shit. Yeah, I I figured. Like, I figured it wasn't very good. They they yeah, they went with like the cheapest hardware they could possibly find well, and, and here's, got here's it the to deal. work with these specific games. Here's the deal. You can buy a um you can buy a Raspberry Pi for 35 bucks, 40 bucks. Uh SD card and and you'll be able to play PlayStation games. Some of them might run a little slow, but they'll actually run better. And you can play SNES, Genesis, um, you know, any of the Master System games. Some... FM Towns Marty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you spent a significant amount of money less than what you would pay for this. So let's say, let's say you buy a Raspberry Pi, thirty five bucks. You buy an SD card for. I don't know, um, ten bucks, like for a for a cheap thirty two gig. I'm rounding up here, so that's forty five dollars. And then you buy a twenty dollar USB controller. I, that... I, think, I think what's important though, or just use a PS three controller. Yeah, or or that, or even a PS four controller, yeah. or or an Xbox One controller, or an Xbox three sixty controller. Yeah. I think I think the the really important thing here though is that they they want you to spend a hundred dollars on games that aren't even going to run the same way, and they're still emulated using a publicly available emulator. <laughs> right. That's that's another if, thing. If that's it bad. was like Nintendo, where presumably they're running custom emulator software th- that that ran the games the way that they were supposed to run, right? Then. Then I I would still feel justified in buying this, but the fact that it's just the ARM version of P- PCSX or yeah. whatever or PCSX I don't remember which I think it's PCSX. Yeah, but if if it's just that, why would you bother? Yeah, why would you ever bother? I don't know. I I have no idea. Don't buy this. If you if you have the chance and you want it, buy the um. By the NES Classic or SNES Classic. Those things, while the cords are really short and they could have added more games, I think that the, those are worth the money. 60 bucks for the NES Classic and, and 80 bucks for the SNES Classic. If, you, if you're into that, those are worth the money. And if, they're pretty easily moddable. Yeah, super easy to mod them. There are also a number of single-chip computers available. Well, like, yeah. Uh, for raspberry, comparable prices raspberry pi even can, the even the raspberry pi zero can run nes and super nintendo games that's yeah. pretty cool yeah but you can also you can get cases for those single chip computers that will uh that that will look like the playstation classic or the nes classic or the snes whatever they actually have uh, i th- saw there's, the... there's one there's I'm one sorry. that looks like a fucking sega genesis Yes. I have uh, something actually somewhat relevant to contribute right now. Holy crap. I know. I've been meaning to buy a Raspberry Pi because I have no experience with them. But when I was in Japan, there's a game store in Akihabara 
that uh, sells like old computer stuff. And I love old Japanese computers. And I bought a Raspberry Pi case that is modeled after the Sharp X68000. And it's officially licensed. That's amazing. That is so that is great. I need to get a Raspberry Pi and then have a Sharp X68000 emulator. Uh, if you need help. It's beautiful. If you need help modding it, they're super easy to mod. But um, I've done it a few times. I think Aroa's done it before. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, have you? You've never modded a, or like you've never put RetroPie on the Raspberry Pi or anything like that. I don't even I, own a Raspberry Pi, but it's just a Linux box. How hard could it be? Yeah, it's not hard. No, it's not uh, hard at all. But you have you to can re- find a, a manual and do it real easy. I promise. Yeah, yeah. That's you, have to, you have to remember that Earl uses an iPhone like a noob. I do. Yeah. Actually, it's an iPhone. It's an know, iPhone X. The, thank you. That was the joke. Ew! Why would you buy that? Didn't I tell the story on air? I think so. I don't know. Keep go 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 on. Tell the story. Okay, so then we'll move on. Earlier this year, because I I upgrade. I don't upgrade my phone every year. I upgrade it once the battery is pretty much dead. Usually, I get about two and a half years out of my phones. So I had an iPhone 6s. I want to say. That had been serving me well, but the uh, home button was finally beginning to go, and the battery was low. So I went to the AT&T store, and I had also noticed that I was going over on data like every month, usually like twice a month, and I was paying quite a bit for this. So I go to the AT&T store, I'm like, hi, I'd like to get a new phone, and I'd also like to revisit my plan. And they're like, sure, can you give us your phone number? So I give my phone number, and the lady gets this kind of smirk on her face. And I'm like, is everything all right? She goes... Mr. Gray, uh, when when is the last time you upgraded your plan? And I was like, oh, well, I think I uh, I got a new plan when I got my first iPhone. She goes, uh, yes, sir. It looks like uh, that was in the year uh, 2010, sometime in October. And I was like, that's correct. And she goes, I know that because what's listed on your bill is the iPhone 4 plan. So what that gave me was unlimited text messages for $20 a month, $60 for the iPhone 4 plan, and then two gigabytes of data every month for an extra $30. But the problem was I kept going overboard on data. So I was paying like 130 bucks a month. That's also so she... a pretty big ripoff. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it hadn't been updated since 2010. So I uh, I was like, okay, well, well fine. What, what do you recommend? So she's like, let me run some numbers. So she goes, you could buy the 256 gigabyte iPhone X with unlimited data. It would only cost you about uh, $95 a month. Would you like to go for that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So, so so you got it for less than what you were paying. I thought about an eight, but I was like, because I keep these as long as I'll, you know, get use out of them. I figured this one might last longer. I don't know. That'd be nice. Hardware, man. It is. Eh, It is. I'm. I'm buying Apple products. Do you think I'm smart? <laughs> so, uh, so let's I'm let's keep move... my seven until it dies. Yeah, let's move on, and we're going to talk. Actually, uh, the the next story is relevant to that, where w- Google Fi, which they have changed the name from Project Fi to Google Fi, is now accepting pretty much any uh, smartphone onto their service. Yeah, but it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not great. You're, you're going to want to get a, a a phone that was meant for Project Fi. Otherwise, you'll you'll be losing out some features. But it's actually not that bad. Uh, no, it's not, it's bad. No, no. So uh, basically what what's going on is that Project Fi has like 
five different phones that you can use on it. It has like a couple Motorola phones, a Lenovo, uh, a Lenovo phone, I think, and then you know any of the 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 Google phones, so the Pixel one, two, or three, and the There's XL some like versions. Motorola phones that do it too. Yeah, and what they do is is they have what's called an eSIM, which allows you to switch between uh, T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular. Which I know U.S. Cellular isn't that big, but you know there's three different plans it switches between, and it actually works pretty well. I've used Project Five for the last five months, four months, and it's it works pretty well, and it's relatively inexpensive. So, uh, you pay twenty dollars a month for unlimited talk and text, and then fifteen dollars for any additional lines. And you pay $10 per gig of data that you use, up to 6 gigs if you're a single person, or 10 gigs if you have two people. And then after those 6 or 10 gigs are used, then you don't pay additional fees until you get to like 15 gigs in which they throttle you. Which is, uh-huh. yeah, which is pretty much what And every... as you add more people, it, it, that number keeps going up. So I... Uh... Right. If I switch I think, my plan over I think to the, it, I think the max there's a maximum limit of of how many people and what they can go up to. I I want to say that it's a hundred and thirty dollars is the the maximum, but I, for data, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's just just for data. That's yeah. not counting how much you're spending on each individual line. Yeah, Fi is probably fine for if you're a single person, or, or maybe you and and your spouse or something like that. Right. But it's really not a competitive service for families. Yeah, because you have five people on your plan, I think. Not to mention, uh, as far as this story goes, if you have an iPhone, it's fucking pointless. It's so we'll we'll talk about that. So uh, we're going to talk about what happens on the iPhone. So if you bring a phone over to Project Fi that doesn't have... Uh, the the eSIM built in, then I believe you only run off T-Mobile networks. Yeah, so which there's, there's kind of no defeats switching. the purpose. Yeah, there's no switching, and then everything else works pretty much, uh, except for uh, the the five VPN, which you can set up, which I think is pretty cool, but not great. So, if you're on the iPhone though. You can you can get 4G LTE speeds plus unlimited call and text. You can get no roaming fees in 170 plus destinations, which is really cool, actually. So, like when I go that to is, Japan, that is pretty cool. Yeah, when I go to Japan, um, I won't have any roaming fees for text or data. The only no. roaming fees they have is 20 cents a minute uh, when you're talking on the phone. And why wouldn't you just use just like Skype? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, question though. So, what kind of speeds do you have over there? Like, is it is it going to connect you to whatever that country's LTE network is, or I have know, is read four G. I have read. Uh, I again, I haven't been over there yet, so mm-hmm. I I don't know. But I I want to say it's it's roaming with LTE, but I'm not sure. Okay, I just wasn't well because you yeah. know that's something on Google's end. You know what right. they what they partner with, right? I was and just and from what I've read, it's 
at least these were done before, like a couple years ago, and I think they've improved the service since then. But I, again, I don't know. But on Reddit, I was reading stories about people who went to Japan, and they would go from one area to another one, and they would have to reboot their phone, and then they would have service again. Huh. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's that's why in India, uh, dual SIM phones are so popular. Yeah. Because different areas of the country have different cell providers that do and don't work. Yeah, so, I, I mean, honestly, if you just have to reboot your phone, that's not bad. It, I, it's better than paying the $10 a day that my sister's going to have to pay. So I, I, I will say, though, that's what I did, and I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it's not bad. I honestly think I'd rather buy a, buy a prepaid SIM or something, and then yeah. just chuck that in my phone well, while I'm overseas. Yeah, I have AT and T, and then whenever I'm in a foreign country, they're just like, "Hey, uh, either turn off your phone, or it's ten bucks a day." But your plan works over here, so that's just like super convenient. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what my dad had to do whenever he was in Jamaica. Yeah, I w- see, I would rather not pay the the ten dollars a day. I'd rather have the roaming free and and have a, a little bit of a hassle. But that's just me. I, I I'm cheap, so. But the things but that the, will will kind what what was that? Well, I, I was going to say like if you have an iPhone in particular, though, then it, it's even worse. It is. It is all that. So let's. Oh let's yeah, move that on. would be a nightmare for an iPhone user. Yeah, let's move. Actually, uh, I don't. I don't think that's a that's a problem. the The roaming fees, the roaming thing, isn't a problem because that's no, no, that's what's on there. For whatever fucking reason, texts don't work right. Yeah, so it says it says text to non iPhone settings must be updated to get some text to work, but iMessages will work right out of the box now. Oh, you have to update your carrier settings. Yes, Pro- yeah, pretty okay. much. It's, it's probably just a matter of typing a pound code or whatever into the into the phone app, but then the visual voicemail app doesn't work either. Yeah, it says uh, voicemails won't show up in the iOS visual voicemail app, but you'll get them as texts and can call to check them. You so, also don't get the five VPN. You like like with other phones, you don't get the, yeah. the Sprint network. Like that's just dumb. The VPN yeah. would be half the reason I'd want. Now, one. now, now here's the here's the deal though. Uh, the, and this is coming from somebody who worked at a company that was a, that's a cell phone provider. Um, and we I worked there before we had iPhones, and we would have to do this stuff. It's because of Apple, not Google Fi. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, so it's it's Apple. It, they protect their IP, and so if they're not technically partnered with somebody, then you have to jump through hoops, no matter what carrier it is, well, to get that working. It's also, it also has to do with the way that iPhones work when it comes to. Uh, gsm versus cdma hardware right uh an iphone sold as a gsm SKU. uh there there's really no way outside of the factory to switch that back to cdma unless you do some hardcore fucking hacking shit because i i want to say at least you used to be able to if you rooted it there was a way to activate the cdma modem yeah so so and I think I've told this story before, is that all iPhones, when you buy them, are unlocked. They're unlocked for which carrier. 
And then when you turn on the iPhone, it detects what SIM card is in there, and it locks to CDMA. Like, it, if you have a Verizon SIM card, it will automatically lock to Verizon as you turn it on. Hmm. Well, it, it locks to the carrier, but right. the, the, the network specification, CDMA or GSM, is specified at the factory. No. Yes. No, they, there's a, I mean, there's GSM and there's CDMA, yes. and it... No, because what happened was somebody called me up when I was working at Consumer Cellular. And I had to, uh, he's like, hey, I bought this phone, uh, this iPhone, and I understand you, iPhones work with Consumer Cellular now. And I was like, yep. And he's like, so I bought this, and I want to I wanna get it on your network. I bought a SIM card and everything. We'll get this working. And I was like, I just want to warn you that if you bought it from somewhere like Verizon, he's like, I did. I'm like, okay, that it's probably locked to the carrier because once you turn on the sim or once you turn on the phone, it locks to that carrier. And his reply was, I've never turned this on. And I was like, okay. And so he put the SIM card in and turned on the phone. It started working immediately on consumer cellular with data and text messages working. So you're going to tell me that this guy bought a phone from Verizon? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then used it on the consumer cellular network. Yes. When was this? He would this have had to have spent... Three years ago? $800 plus oh, okay. dollars on the phone from the Verizon store, and then the Verizon store wouldn't have wanted to activate the phone. Man, I'm just telling you what happened. I'm just telling you... <laughs> That this guy is a liar, and that's not how the iPhones work. Because it used but, to be. But I, I, like... I went through the training, Aroa. I, I went through the iPhone training. Okay. That's how it works. They have CDMA. Oh. They have GSM. It is how it works. He's going all Metal Gear Solid 2 on us. Fishing mailed. Um, <laughs> so if you have an iPhone, probably don't go with Google Fi quite yet. I will. I, I imagine that in the future they will be able to bolster up their iPhone support so that visual voicemail and um, obviously texting, you can get it to work. It won't work right away. You just have to download some settings. I find this fascinating from a business standpoint because by all means, Google and Apple, I'm sorry, Alphabet and Apple are not friends. You know what I mean? Like they're... uh... They They are and aren't friends. They're, they're like frenemies, I guess would be the word. So I guess the concept is, okay, Apple doesn't have any sort of networking or, you know, phone network. Sure, we'll let, we'll let them use this technology. Just like before, you know, Android was huge, you could have like the Google, like official YouTube apps on your phone. And they were fantastic because you could play it while the phone was locked and listen to music. But then once, you know, Google had success with Android, they're like, oh, never mind. You, you can't do that anymore. Right. I just find that interesting that they're willing to work. They're willing to work with something that is Apple based as long as there's money there, yeah. which is understandable. They're, they're a giant company, but I, it's hard to put into words. It, the only analog I can imagine is like back in the eighties when Coleco made an adapter for the Coleco vision. So you could play Atari games. Right. You know, they're saying here, use this thing. This is great too. As long as you use us, you know, so so here's here's one last thing. Uh, 
it says that there are some caveats for non-design or for non-design for uh, Fi Android handsets. For example, Samsung won't be able to make calls over Wi-Fi and require the Messages app to be set as default <laughs> to enable texting over Wi-Fi. As for what? LG phones, yeah. As for LG phones, Google says you might be able to make calls and texts over Wi Fi. <laughs> Spin this wheel, see what happens. <laughs> so if you are gonna I'm use, feeling I, lucky. I personally really like Project Fi. Um it is as cheap as what I was paying before, and the real reason that I I got Project Fi or Google Fi now is because I knew I would be traveling to Japan and if I'm paying the I'm paying the same price I was before at Consumer Cellular and I know that when I go to Japan I'm going to have cell phone service with It cons- is it is yeah from what I've read the best international service available right and so that's that's really why I got They're it. also aren't they adding a or have they already added a third company aren't they are, are they, oh, they adding, oh, like, we already, cellular yeah we already talked about that they have t-mobile so. sprint and or u.s cellular yeah yeah and u.s cellular actually is really good in my area u.s Be- cellular is like they're they're everywhere you don't get service with the other plans you have I, u.s cellular yeah. yeah i've never even heard of them until now yeah they're oh yeah well they're they're a lot more limited they only operate in very specific markets yeah, okay. but they were actually where I used to live. They were the only cell phone service for a, a number of years. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, not not a bad service, but there are some caveats if you don't have like a a Pixel phone or one of the other five phones that they allow to be. Like yeah, if, the if you're going to LG... switch to Fi, just buy one of the phones they have on their website. Yeah, and they have some good deals. Like, um, I think they had the project. I'm sorry, the Pixel Two XL was like six fifty. So that's not terrible, considering a lot of people pay a thousand dollars for an iPhone. Um, and mm. and the Pixel Two XL is great. I have used it for the last couple months, and it is pretty amazing, actually. I I will say, as somebody who doesn't pay a ton of attention to this kind of this sector of tech, rather, uh, news of the Pixel being a good phone has seeped into what I've heard. Right. So it must um, be pretty good. But here's the thing. Don't buy a Pixel at launch. <laughs> so, okay. um, like the Pixel 2 had a lot of issues when it originally launched, and they, they cleared them up with software updates. And the Pixel 3 is having a lot of software issues, too, that they need to clear up before, before it's a good phone. And so uh, just go one generation behind, and you'll be fine, especially since the Google Pixel 2 and the Google Pixel 3 have pretty much the same hardware. There's a couple different things, uh, like the Pixel 3 has a new camera on it on the front, so there's a a normal selfie lens, and then there's a wide-angle lens so you can get more people in the shot, hmm. and which is pretty cool. Uh, but pretty much everything else is the same except for it uses a, a 845 from Qualcomm instead of a 835, but... It doesn't really affect also performance. Just arbitrarily locked out a lot of software features only to the, uh, the Pixel Three, so that you'd buy it. Yeah, but like I have Night Shot, and I think that's they Apple cool. now. They Apple. Yep. So let's move on, and uh, we'll just. This is going to be a very short story uh, about our favorite subject, VR, kind of. 
Um, Microsoft, Microsoft is one. Well, Hololens is uh, what augmented reality, right? Yeah, that's AR. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, Four hundred eighty dollars. Microsoft has won a contract. Four hundred eighty dollars. Four hundred eighty million dollars. Four hundred eighty whole dollars is that contract. They really wanted that contract. Anyway, they wins $480 million military contract to bring HoloLens to the battlefield. Which is weird to me. It sounds I like, think it's fucking incredible. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, the system that they're setting up should pr- promote... I'm sorry, provide remote viewing of weapon sites to enable low-risk, rapid target acquisition perform automated or assisted target acquisition, integrate both thermal and night vision cameras, track soldier vitals such as heart and breathing rates, uh, and detect uh, concussions. They can detect concussions? Over the course of, uh, I guess they would look at your pupils and uh, see, because I I think there's something to do with it. Anyway. Over the course of uh, the IVAS development, the military will order an initial run of 2,000 550 prototypes which follow on production possibly in excess of 100,000 devices. The military has already used HoloLens for training. Microsoft's current headset fails or I'm sorry, falls short of the requirements obviously because it's not that good. Uh forest starts too bulky and offers an insufficient field of view. Um so let's let's talk to Aroa. Why do you think this is awesome? I kind of like it but i'm also like so, so i think it's cool as hell from the like cyberpunk perspective right of, like we're we're like getting closer to the the sci-fi grade military where they're gonna have a heads-up display that's gonna show them where baddies are like right. in the future i can see that uh that sonic uh where thing where you can see through walls by bouncing uh sound waves off of the walls or whatever and like that kind of crazy shit right and have that integrated into these headsets uh this article says that magic leap has bid uh to get into the military like i think that that stuff is just cool as hell because like just the idea that you're gonna have this this heads up display that'll that'll show you like vital signs and you'll be able to look over at your at your comrade and it'll show you all of his vital signs like as a commanding officer being able to see like that somebody is objectively terrified whenever they're acting like they're cool like Mm. stuff like that that's so interesting to me but at the same time you know obviously i'm I'm extremely anti-military so like you know that, that this is kind of fucked up that we're using all of this really yeah so i want to say that technology i'm not anti-military i'm anti the military industrial complex yeah yeah like we Uh, need a military that that said it this is is it not an interesting thing to think that this is almost the exact topic that uh deus ex human revolution opened on yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it is yeah and there's there's a point in the game that i messed up um they were like, hey, you need to come in for your shots. And I'm like, sweet. And so I went in for my shots and then continued on through the game. And it didn't come until a couple hours later when I realized that they were screwing me over 
And mm-hmm. uh, there was a boss fight where they're just like, oh, yeah, those shots you got, they actually weren't doing anything except for makes us so that we're able to control your augments. So that was uh, that was pretty sweet. But what were you going to – I heard Earl was going to say something. Was Earl going to say something uh, or was that Connor? I, I mean, I agreed to it. We I got pretty much the same opinions I'll do. I like when the military gets into things because they got a whole lot of money to just throw at problems. Yeah, right. yeah but, that's uh, true. The biggest problem, yeah, it's, it's cool because that's going to definitely make it boom. It's going to get hella efficient. Military grade is the term that we will be using for it. Yep. But and, uh, it's probably going to be used to kill people. Yeah, which that's, that's sort it. of makes it not worth it. And, and uh, trickle down. It'll trickle down to us at some point. No, see, that's, that's a lie. You were like lied to golden shower of technology <laughs> well okay actually that that's i was gonna say that it's very similar with the porn industry actually how it, all, all it takes is just one major industry to get involved in something it's and true. it'll kick off making everything go yeah like that that's why vr is as prevalent as it is i i swear to you vr would not be even where it is now if not for the fact that it has been used for porn so so the girl who who donated me last night. We were actually talking in in my friend's chat about VR. And she doesn't like VR porn because there's no VR porn from the girl's perspective. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> okay. There is a there is a number immediately of VR porn uh videos for women that are from the girl's perspective. Now, of course it's like regular porn where there's definitely, it's like one out of 50 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it does exist. It is out there. There are, there are, uh, whatever, uh, studios that are focused on that stuff. Oh, good. Good. Cause she said she was able to find lesbian VR porn. No, I, I have watched porn from a woman's perspective, getting fucked by a man. How did it feel? I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I see. I and you tr- want a res trans vibrator? I downloaded. I downloaded one VR porn, and uh, it was awkward. It was really, really awkward. Like I, I couldn't get into it, man. I've paid for it <laughs> multiple times. Okay. <laughs> Um, we're gonna... I haven't even dipped my toe into the pool yet. I'm just not interested. Uh, yeah. As soon as I found out Hitomi Tanaka was f- shooting a film, I was like, I'm buying that. <laughs> it, took, it took over six months. I checked almost every week from the day that she announced it on her Instagram. She's, she's your one of your favorite porn stars, right? She is my number one favorite. Okay. So let's Make move sure to on. Tag in the episode this week in Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we're going to talk about something that happened in Bend, Oregon, which is really close to where I live. So actually where I used to work. And I just thought it was a funny story. It's uh, The last two stories are about criminals. So this is from KTVZ, which is a local news organization here in Central Oregon. It says a 25, or I'm sorry, 21-year-old man pulled a knife and demanded money from employees at Northwest Bend 7-Eleven Thursday morning, but they refused, so he ran away <laughs> empty-handed. <laughs> so he runs in, he's like, give me all your money, and they're like, no, and he's like, fuck, and runs away. 
Uh, and then, so what was his plan? Like wait, he was going to walk wait. in and get the money and then just walk out like he did? I, I would imagine, but, but here's the deal. A customer then followed the suspect in a car and helped officers <laughs> find and arrest him four minutes later. Four minutes later. <laughs> yes. Um, I just love that everyone, everyone in the 7-Eleven was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then well, one guy was so angry. He's like, no, what? No. No, he does not get away with this. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to idle behind him for four minutes. (laughs) Fuck me. Fuck you. You have a knife. I have a car. (laughs) Um, McLean later discarded the knife while on the run. Uh, But the Ben police canine, um, his name's Ronnie, uh, and his partner, Officer Victor. I like how the canine... His partner is the officer. It isn't the other way around. His name is Ronnie? Ronnie. 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 I think it's Ronnie. I think it's Ronnie. Not Ronnie. Ronnie would have two N's. It's not Ronnie. Yeah. But anyway, they recovered the weapon. Um, So, so yeah. Did I ever tell... I've told you guys about when uh, I heard my friend get robbed, right? I think you've told me that before. I'm not sure if you've told it on the podcast, though. Um, so it's not that good of a story. You don't have to tell it. It's okay. I'm I'm gonna tell it, and then we're gonna we're gonna end. Uh, my friend, my friend would give me phone calls, and she worked at a gas station in Ohio, and she, you know, she would have customers come up, and she had a little Bluetooth device, so they couldn't hear me, and her hair would cover up the Bluetooth device, and so they would come up, and I would say little things like stab them. No one's ever gonna know, because I'm a good friend, and I somebody comes up, and I'm doing that. I'm like. Wait a minute, this guy actually sounds like a douchebag. Oh shit, she's getting robbed. <laughs> and, you know, less than a minute later, he she had given him money. And I heard him say, uh, you know, give me, give me uh scratcher tickets. And she's like, okay. So she hands him scratcher tickets. And he's like, give me a pack of cigarettes. And I'm like, a fucking pack of cigarettes? You're robbing the place. <laughs> Grab an what entire carton. Car- yeah. At least a carton, yeah. <laughs> But he didn't. He got one pack of cigarettes, and then he left. And she's like, well, I just got robbed. I'm like, yeah, I fucking heard. And she's like, okay. And she told me apparently he came up with a, a crowbar and, you know, give, said, give me all your, you know, all the money out of the drawer and everything. And I, you know, it, I talked to her for a minute, like helped calm her down. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to go back to work. I'm like, no, you need to call the police. You need to call the police is what you need to do. And she's like, oh, yeah, I should probably do that. And so then we ended the call. But, yeah, so I heard my friend get robbed. And the thing I took out of it was the guy got one pack of cigarettes. <laughs> he got a bunch of money and one pack of cigarettes. And then my friend got a $100 bonus. So she's like, wow, I need to get robbed more often. That's what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, We're sorry you got fun. robbed. Here's 100 bucks. Yeah. Uh, which actually is not adequate. Just just don't have one person working at a gas station. Have two people at all times. That was uh, that was something at Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, they they were not allowed to only have one person uh, at, at a time in a store. Had to Someone's going to steal these transistors. Well, <laughs> so at in Oregon, we actually have a law where we can't. We, we never took away the law, basically, that said you can't pump your own gas. 
Um, so we can't pump our own gas in most places. Some of the laws have changed recently uh, for small communities, but still 99% of the time, no matter where you go, you're not going to be able to pump your gas. And the reason I like that is because it forces the companies to always have two people at the gas station. There's always somebody inside, and there's already there's always somebody outside or inside waiting for a car to show up so they can pump gas. And so it, it makes it at least a little bit safer. So in a situation like that, that might have been avoided because the guy doesn't doesn't want to go and rob two people. He only wants to rob the one girl. By the way, she's like 115 pounds and like five foot two. And they have yeah, her that's working. Called casing a mark, Nathan. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. mark somebody who was six foot five yes. and had a shotgun behind the shelf. Right, exactly. But why would, as an owner, why would your night employee be the five foot two, 150 pound girl? Does that make something, sense? Something the economy? No, okay. it doesn't make sense. Okay. Let's move on. Our last story is actually really frustrating. Um, but we're going to talk about it. There was a PlayStation microphone that ended up catching somebody who apparently committed oh. sexual assault. Yeah, I heard this. So, uh, and this is again from Ars Technica. And it says, uh, a recent sexual assault charge in Florida has been li- uh, linked to a high-tech kind of witness, an online gamer who overheard an apparent rape. Attention so, all gamers. Yes. Listen out for rape. Yeah. In yeah. your games. So uh basically it says here Fox Affiliate reported that the arrest of 18-year-old Daniel Fabian? Fabian? Fabian. On November 21st, stemmed from a late June report. Wow. By the way, that's a long time to wait. Uh by the unnamed Grand Theft Auto online player. The deputy affidavit charges that Fabian had told the players through voice chat that he was going to, quote, smash uh, with somebody. Smash with somebody? Don't you just smash Smash somebody? that like button, that's yeah. all. <laughs> Remember, smash that like button. Give us five out of five stars on iTunes. Don't By the way, hit the bell. Mr. Mr. Brownstone, he gave us four out of five stars. A um, fucking bitch. I know. <laughs> uh, and, and now it's one out of five. Stars. <laughs> so, so he told the people online that he was going to smash this person and that the person was only 15 years old, while Fabian was not 15 years old. He is older than 15. Don't do that. Yeah. Apparently, he failed to mute his microphone. Uh, the affidavit also alleges that during the following 15 mi- uh, minutes, the witness... Uh, heard cries of distress and that the word no from the woman's voice came a few times. Other details about the witness report, including witness affidavit with uh, affiliation with the defendant or how this evidence led to the eventual discovery of an alleged fixed victim, uh, which uh, they actually did a DNA test and everything that linked Fabian to the sexual assault. Um, mm. So those haven't appeared in the reports. So, uh, the reports do not indicate whether this victim is the same as the plaintiff in another 2018 case against Fabian. So apparently this isn't the first time he's done this. Uh, both charges have been filed as lewd and lascivious. Les- I can't read that word. 
Lascivious. Lascivious. There we go. I apologize. My uh, vocabulary sucks. With a victim of 12 to 16 years old. So, um, I don't... Mute your microphones. Like, maybe. Or don't don't commit rape. Don't rape. That's don't rape. what you want to say. Better don't rape. <sighs> don't rape. Don't rape. Um, and only mute your microphones if you're going to burp into the microphone. That's what I was trying to say, Aroa. Um, but this is... Nice save. Yes. This is a good thing about technology is that things like this happen and we're able to catch people. So uh, for some reason, how many stories have you heard about somebody accidentally calling the police while they're in the middle of robbing something or like making plans to rob something? And they're like, the police are, are just like, Oh, okay. We're just going to go there and catch this person (laughs) because people are stupid. Or, um, how many times have people stream themselves doing something stupid? And then the police are like, okay, we're just going to go, we're going to catch you. Guess we're going to investigate that now. Yeah. In Oregon, there was a kid. Uh, I don't know if he had just turned 18 or if he was like 17. But he had he was driving home under the influence. And he hit a parked car, but then continued to just drive home. So he, he did a hit and run. And then he went on to Facebook and said, LOL, driving home drunk, epic, or something like that. I don't remember. Or a classic, I think is what he said. Wow. Um, Sorry about the guy I hit, blah, blah, LOL, or something like that. Oh, I and, remember this now. And one of his PlayStation friends were, or Facebook friends were like, uh, yeah, we're reporting you. And so they reported him to the police, and the police were like, yeah, okay, cool. And they went and caught the guy. So, I mean, criminals have always been kind of stupid, but the the fact that social media has made them dumber is pretty pretty amazing to me. So, um, don't rape and don't um don't hit parked cars. And if you do hit a parked car on accident, go up to the person and be like, "Hey, I hit a parked car, and you trade insurances, and that's that's how it works." So, uh, I want to thank. All of you for being here this week. Sure. Or, or none of you. None of you for being here this week. What? What? Sorry. I started watching the the ASMR video. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I started going through her other videos. And she's got one where she's got a little hedgehog. And it's so fucking cute. That's Thank why you. we can't post YouTube videos in the chat during glad, the podcast. Glad yeah. I could do my part. Yeah. So uh, thank you for being here, uh, Aroa. Yeah, I was. Yep, yeah, I was present. Yeah, you were here. Thank you for being here, Earl Gray the Third. Glad I could be back. Uh, so, so question: Has your has your flights changed? Will you be able to make it more often, or is this just a rarity? I have Sundays off in December. In Whoa. December, nice. Yes, yeah, it changes so, every uh-huh. month. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And so uh, we might see more of Earl for the next month. And something, something, remember, December. Aroa, stop. Connor, the cyberpunk monk, 
Bash, I want to thank you for being here this week. You don't let me leave. I know. Uh, <laughs> I can't I, go home. I have them in my basement, but I throw you like cupcakes and stuff. You throw me leftovers. I need nourishment. You get leftovers. Why are you complaining? I've been eating the mold growing on the bodies down here. You need to exfoliate and make speaking, sure you eat the mics. Speaking of murdering something, um, we're gonna we're gonna be murdering somebody in Pathfinder on Clinton's Core Classic soon. Yeah, right? that's the plan, anyways. That's the plan. I'm I'm hoping that uh, Roguish Bar doesn't fall to her death again. I hope we don't get pushed off and fall to our death. Like that's a possibility. It's not possible. Clinton's Core Classics Rollmongers podcast in like six months or something. Whenever so, we get caught up to that, yeah. So getting um getting pushed off is is a possibility for me. Falling to my death is not a possibility, actually. Yeah, you got your ring of slow fall stuff, and this is the point where the people in the podcast yeah. who were in it for the tech and the awkward, I don't know, bromance between us nerds. No, I have cat boots. I have cat boots, which make me take minimum damage. Um, boots. and of course, I'm your host. Of course, I'm your host, Nathan Rain Spruth. I will be here next week with uh, hopefully Earl, Aroa, and Connor, or a mixture of the three being here uh, as well. So thank you, and everyone, say goodbye. Oh, Nathan's gay. <laughs> <laughs>